Welcome to the Youth Podcast, a podcast for the next generation. Getting real about God, current events, topics that matter, and how it all fits together. Hello, guys. We are back. We're back again. A third episode. A third episode. I can't believe that. That's actually really exciting. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know how we made it this far. (laughs) I didn't think we'd make it this far. That would be canceled after pilot. (laughs) Dog. I thought. You know, I thought the first two. You know, the network would see it and say, you know, this is not funny enough. We've had a good run. We've had a good run, but it's over. Let's get some reruns of another podcast up here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, we've. I, it's been fun. It's been really so good. I've loved not only being a part of it, but also hearing people's feedback. That's yeah. been super fun. That's been fun. I, it was kind of unique last week. We're in the process of sharing our stories, talking about us. And um, so sharing my story was fun, but also hearing feedback from, you know, being vulnerable. Is, it's cool. Yeah. It people are so kind and generous sharing yeah. it, liking it, putting yeah. up on their social media, their Instagram. Yeah. And, and I think that we can both agree that my mother is probably our biggest fan. Oh, your mom. Thank she you, is so Michelle. sweet. Yeah. She, <laughs> she had nothing but great things no, to say to me. She's been hyping. Yeah. I saw her in the grocery store, your mom. Did you yeah. really? Is this a real and story? Then, yes, I promise. <laughs> and I was uh, waiting on some cold cuts in the okay. deli. And she was walking by. She didn't notice me at first. I was looking, you know, Classic. I, I was lo- looking pretty bummed up. You know, I was after the gym and I looked kind of so or she just wasn't looking for people. When you're at the grocery store, do you like meeting, seeing people you know? Oh, yes, I do. Actually, you do like I that. Do. I think it's fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a nice way to like it's exciting. I'm like, fine hey. with it. it. It depends. You know, it depends on like. <laughs> Um, sometimes it's like, oh, do they want to have a conversation right. or like, I, I feel tension. bad. Yeah. I actually feel awkward because I don't want to like take up too much of their time yeah. and day right. or feel, have them feel like I'm being like a right. jerk, you know, like I do don't you know wanna, what do you want is an, what's an interesting story is one time I was in, I think Walmart uh-huh. and no one's ever smiling at Walmart. It's just no. not something you're allowed to do. <laughs> so I'm like just minding my own oh, beeswax man. shopping, like focused, right? Yeah. I'm focused. This person, I honestly don't even remember who it was. It was someone <laughs> I really didn't know too well, but they messaged me and they said, you looked super unapproachable. That's so I didn't approach you. Right. I was like, man, I need to tell people that's just my Walmart face. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I was just out and about. Yeah. I was grabbing some last minute garden hoses yeah. from Walmart. You know, <laughs> yeah. hit me up like at Kroger. I'll be smiling ear to ear. Yeah. By yeah. The cheese. You Walmart. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You go to Kroger for fun stuff yeah. for food. Like yeah, everybody Walmart's loves food. A, that's like, yeah. you got me here. Yeah, you go to Walmart if you need orange juice and a pair right. of shorts, yes. you know, like something yes. like a combination. But I saw your mom in the grocery store okay, yes. and she's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And I was like, all right, we'll see you later. And then she was walking away and she was about in the produce aisle. And she goes, by the way, podcast incredible. So complimentary. She loves it. Compliment. Is that a word? Complimentary. You know, I'm not confident to speak on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, me either. Man, that's that's funny. Uh, she was just very, very nice Super and generous nice. about it. So She's a good one. She's great. She's kind. But, yeah, that's been really fun. I'm excited to continue on. Um, like I said, we are kind of in the process of sharing our stories. Yeah. I, you know, was in the hot seat last week, and I'm so excited because yeah. I don't have to be this week. Yeah, and I think people feel more connected to you now. Yeah. I, think, I love that we're doing this. Like, yeah. I love that That's we can try hope. to be real. Yeah. That's the hope because you can, you know, present yourself a certain way. If you see people once a week, twice a week, right. they're going to see a version of you. But totally. um, it's always interesting to see like, like, for instance, like when we started working together, it was like, okay, I know Mackie works this way, but like getting to know you more, 
it's like, okay, now I know why Mackie works this mm-hmm. way or why he acts this way. And so getting to know people's past and histories, what they've been through, it is really cool. Sure. Um, it's such a, an awesome tool when getting to know people. So we want to continue to do that. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of put the spotlight on you this week. Oh, man. In the hot seat. Now I feel the pressure I know, you're feeling. I know. It's not great, but um, <laughs> I know that you have an amazing story. No, and so funny. I'm excited to hear it again and um, for them to all experience it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited about this because, you know, I never really did that when even when I came here to Ohio, I never had a. Sunday night at youth or Sunday morning or like any time where I like said, here's my full story, sure. my full testimony, you know, we would call it like from a biblical pr- perspective. So like people get bits and pieces, you know, students, I, you know, the students that are closer to me in our youth ministry get bits and pieces. Our adult leaders get right. a lot of that. I share that and I'm very vulnerable and open. Our, our staff and team at the church, uh, friends, you know, you just people hear your story, but I'm excited that we can share a little bit about this and people can get to know us better. Yeah. Um, a lot of people know I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, um, you know, super, super normal childhood um, to a point, you know, there's stuff you don't know is not normal until you right. leave that environment. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you realize that. Um, and I think we realize that, you know, when we're even getting older, you leave the house, your 20s, 30s, whatever it may be. So a normal childhood, you know, thinking that to a point Uh, when I got older, when I was an older teenager, you know, your, you know, stuff is revealed to you. Um, You just are learning the world and you're learning how the world should operate or how um, things should operate. I was realizing that I was I kind of grew up in a little bit of a chaotic environment, Mm -hmm. Um, you know my parents, they were, they didn't get along great. They, they were together our whole lives, me my brother and my sister. Uh, they didn't get along well. Uh, a lot of fighting, a lot of, um, chaos there, uh, just a really unhealthy marriage right. if we could be honest about it. Um, and that leads to unhealthy parenting, you know, yeah. and especially in this situation where, uh, I just did not have a great relationship with my dad specifically. So a lot of that played into some stuff I struggled with through right. my childhood. I, kind of back up a little bit. I went to church because my grandma took me. So my parents were not involved in church. Um, you know, they, they would profess that they, you know, knew God, but sure. you know, they, they never really were involved or really, you know, fell in love with Jesus at any point of my childhood. So we went to, I started going to church because of my grandmother. Now, eventually my dad, he would drive my brother and I, um, around, we had like a Wednesday night program called Royal Rangers. He got involved that way, which was really cool that he, um, was exposed, you know, to, to God and, and, and the things of God in that way later in our lives, you know, preteen as a teenager and so forth. But besides that, I really was the one that dove in head first into the things of God and, and being at church and so forth. When I started playing music, that's where it really, I took off, you know, being in church, Uh, I was just there a lot. Like I loved being there. Right. I loved going to Sunday morning, Sunday night. You know, you've talked about this a lot. Your brother Michael has talked about this a lot back in the day, especially the kind of church we grew up in. You were at church as much as possible. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we were there Sunday morning, Sunday night. You know, we had like a you know, when I got as a teenager, we had youth group on Wednesdays, but we even had like band practice on Tuesdays, you know, so like I was playing drums in the worship team. Um, I got baptized when I was younger. I made that decision probably when I was in, you know, elementary or early middle school. Um, I got into high school and I super just was not passionate at all about it. I I was never, I would never say 
and I'm not blaming anyone for this. I just didn't know what it meant to be discipled or be led in the things of God. Right. So I didn't, I don't feel like I had much of a foundation. Um, and that's what led me in high school to just be like a really, really wishy washy kind of half in half out kind of Christian. Right. So I went to church a lot. I even was at a point where, you know, high school age, I was playing drums on the worship team and super like just kind of living whatever kind of life outside of, of church. Right. Like, I thought my friends around me at school, like they cuss a ton. So I'm going to do that. Right. right? Um, They talk about girls a certain way. Right. They talk about, you know, things and and sexual things, even a certain way. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, whatever it may be, lust and all these things. These are things are okay, Right. Because no no one can see you if you're not at church. So it was almost that double life perspective thing. Something I see a lot even in this generation, my generation, too is, you know, you're a Christian on Sundays or you're a Christian on Wednesdays type of thing. And I was really living that life. Um, There's a couple of, I want to focus on two moments and I kind of want to compact this story, Um, not to rush it, but, you know, just kind of, there's a lot of years. I'm about to be 30, so uh, (laughs) stop. (laughs) Um, There's kind of two moments in life I want to focus on. One was I was playing drums on the worship team and I was on stage. It was crazy. And I remember the song because when you have a moment like this with God, you remember everything that's going on. I remember the color of the lights. I remember who was in the room, who was preaching that night. And it was after the message. And we were playing one last song. It was called Caden to my rescue. And this pastor, his name's Gio. um, You know, I was so into church culture and just really being around people and friends that I went to like two or three youth groups at a a week at one point, you know, just like I wanted to be a part of it, but not living for God at all. And I was playing drums in, and there's a song came to my rescue by Hillsong United that we were playing. Um, and I felt like in that moment, and I don't think I had felt that that vividly before then that I really needed rescued. Yeah. Like I really needed a savior. Like right. I really needed God that before that, I think, you know, asking Jesus into my life was just a thing I did and, and, and like a label, right? Like yeah. I'm a Christian or I go to church or whatever. But right then and there, I was like, oh, I need to be saved. Right. I need a savior. The The trajectory my life is going down is, I mean, there's just nothing good ahead of me. And, you know, when you're that age, you don't really think about that right. that much. There's more things happening. There's stuff happening in my home that just like I was super sad about. I was super anxious about it. I, I hated what was happening in the relationship with me and my parents and what was happening in their relationship. And it was just a chaotic environment. And I said, Jesus, like, I need you. So I I remember this, you know, it's in the middle of the song. I just stopped playing and I get off the drums, which for the worship team (laughs) is like, if the drummer stops drumming, it's like, usually they can't continue. They continued. Um, It might've been one of the lower parts song. I don't remember specifically. And I just got on my, my hands and knees and I just started bawling my eyes out. Um, I had like a real moment with the Holy Spirit. And if you were to ask me and kind of what I love about your story is how tangible and real it was for you to have that Holy, the Holy Spirit kind of baptize you and encounter you. I love how real your story is. Um, And and if someone were to ask me, do you have a story like that? I think it would be this moment, you know, even thinking about it, you know, years later, that's like, yeah, of course, that's what that was. That after that, I just had such a passion and fire for Jesus like the things of God. That's what led me to my calling into ministry, man. I told my youth pastor, I had this moment. I really want to, you know, go into ministry someday. He set me up, you know, going to school where I was going to go to school, all these things. So So all of that happened. 
um, I entered ministry, you know, interned for a long time, different positions in different places. I ended up moving to California, which some people know. And, you know, I'm going to fast forward here a little bit uh, to years later. Um, I had a moment where things in my life had just came crashing down yet again. You know, yeah. it's like it not I wouldn't say yet again. I, it was just like I had never experienced something like this before. I had experienced like a, a failed relationship that I was in for five years. Wow. Um, just ended tragically just you know the messiest of messes yeah. you know what I mean um you know it wasn't a marriage it was just a dating relationship so obviously a marriage there's things like divorce and right. stuff that can overcomplicate that so I know it could be worse um and I thank God that it wasn't you yeah. know what I mean but it was just a mess and in that in that moment it kind of led to some things in my life I started asking questions and by asking yeah. questions I really led to some doubts. There were some things in my life that weren't as solid anymore. I, I, I wasn't as solid with habits in my life. Christian, you know, kind of Christian lifestyle habits. Yeah. Um, I had let, you know, I had let temptation enter into the relationship I was in. Right. And just all these things are happening. This relationship ends. Uh, it seems like I'm losing friendships. Um, I move right for a different position mm -hmm. at a different church across the country. Um, just to find some healing right. and find like a different um, rhythm for my life. And I start having some doubts. Um, and there's this popular term going around right now called deconstruction. It's popular amongst like people that are, you know, even older Christians, right. I would say. Uh, Pastor Matthew taught on it in the series, a couple series ago. Um, and if you were to ask me right now, if that was like my deconstruction moment, where I was having all these doubts, I was really, I was really sad. I was depressed. I was dealing with a lot of stuff. And then I was asking why God, right. that was my deconstruction moment. And that was kind of how I entered into, um, oh man, you know, n nothing sinful, nothing, uh, nothing crazy, but just like a lot of doubts about who God yeah. was to me. Um, I didn't allow it to, you know, I didn't allow it to permeate into, to actions or habits sure. in my life, but Boy, could it have if I yeah. didn't have good accountability. I had so many great friends and, and even pastors that I would ask questions to and, and say, listen, I just don't feel, you know, I don't feel about God how I used to. Yeah. I don't love God how I used to. And I need help in this. And man, since then, and this was about, you know, six, seven years ago now. Um, what an incredible thing God's done in my heart. Yeah. Um, I, I focus on those two moments because I had that real moment of faith. I feel like where the Holy spirit really did come to my heart and life. And then that second moment where I kind of start asking questions and I find answers because that first part was the construction of my sure. faith. And I, I felt like that house went up and it was yep. beautiful. I, I was on, I was on fire for Jesus. And that second time I could have ended it right there. Yeah. Like I could right. have said, man, what a tough season I just went through this relationship ending, these friendships ending, this ministry at this church I was part of ending all of this stuff. I, I was just I was just like, I'm done. Right. Like, I'm going right. to go do this. Like, forget it, the things of God, forget all of this. But I didn't. And it's because I had accountability. I had friendships, yeah. people that meant a lot to me that cared enough to talk to me about it and ask me questions. And man, what a, what a moment. I'm just so thankful that I'm here now, you yeah. know, um, God, you know, is so generous and so faithful to pursue me first in that yeah. moment when I was a high schooler. And then he pursued me years later. He, 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 he never stopped. Right. And the, in the moments where honestly that second go around, 
I needed him a lot. Yeah. You know, like you have a lot of questions, you have a lot of doubts. So, and that's kind of my story, man. It's just been so such a beautiful thing. I'd say ever since that moment, six or seven years ago, it's been such an awesome ride. I've, I've just fell on more and more in love with God and the things of God. And it's been so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. It's so incredible to like be able to look back and know mm-hmm. each place where God intervened in a yeah. big way when we needed him to intervene that's in good. a big that's way. That's a good word. Intervene. Even when we were acting at the least holy yeah. or the least righteous, like the least deserving of Absolutely. his presence. But like that's when it's so noteworthy of like, man, he really did come meet me where I was, but he didn't make me stay there by myself. Absolutely. And he walked me through that. And now look how far I've come. And that happened both. And every time that like our humanity makes us take steps back, he's like, I'll take some steps back with you. Let me walk you forward again. And that just like, so speaks to grace and the goodness of God. I totally agree. And I love that word you used intervention because it really was divine. And it's so divine for so many of our experiences. You know what I mean? God's arms are open wide so right. wide for us to if we would just make the choice or even like have a little bit of feeling that we want to come back to him yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah he wants to good. he wants us he does he wants to be in our lives he does i know last week when we were talking about my story you had asked if there was a verse yeah it do you have a verse that i do kind yeah of sticks out to you i do you know i i love this verse so much that like I would write it down all kinds of places and just, you know, over and over again, write it out. Um, And this really came from that time around that season I was in about seven years ago. But it's John 16, 33. uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples. Um, The disciples are anxious. They're worried about something. And he says, take heart for I've overcome the world. Mm. Um, And I love that term even take heart. It's just it just means be encouraged. Right. And, And it's simple. But Jesus is like, hey. Take heart, like be encouraged. You know why? Because I've overcome anything and everything you could ever face like that. That world word he's using is so encompassing, you know, so it's like, hey, you know, you're struggling with finances. You're struggling with your mental health. You're struggling with, you know, image issues or sin or temptation. Like I've overcome all that. Would you just be encouraged that like someone has and it's Jesus It's the person of Jesus. That's what brought me back. You know what I mean? It's like, man, something should, you know, if anything, if I want to get philosophical about it, you're telling me nothing's overcome the evil of this world that like, we're just here to like live in this, you know, darkness in this pit. We're not. Jesus is here to save us from that. So So good. Yeah. I love that verse. So good. That's incredible. That's incredible. It really is all encompassing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be facing the smallest thing or what we could perceive as a small thing. Yeah. Or you could be facing something that feels like your life is falling around you. Yeah. But it's like, be encouraged, take heart, just hold on. I've overcome that already. That's so good. Now just focus on me. I'm here. That's so good. That's good. Focus on me. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, Mary, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I yeah, there's so. a lot of weight off your shoulders when you share that, though. You know, yeah, it's like you're absolutely. being vulnerable. I think it's good, though. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm excited to for that to, you know, bleed off on the people listening to this. I, really uh, yeah, is, I agree. It's incredible the things that God allows us to move through. So that it not only redeems you, yeah. but it's bringing all kinds of goodness. Yeah. What you said last week, we talked about a little bit last week and we'll, we'll say it again. It's like vulnerability is so powerful. Yeah, it huge. lets people in yeah. and it allows people to speak into your life and heart, yep. you know, 
again, referencing my story, if I wasn't vulnerable, I would have just suffered in silence. Yeah. And no one wants that. No. And God doesn't want that. No. Yeah. Be vulnerable. Because no, then your ashes can never turn into the beautiful things. That's good. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, good awesome. Stuff. I'm excited for next week. I think this is the end of that episode. Yeah, the episode the three. This episode. So this episode. Yep. Next week we've got a guest. Yes. Yes. I will us. be out in yes. um uh, it's gonna be a great honestly, this is gonna be probably my favorite podcast because I don't excited. have to listen to myself. Right. It'll be you and it'll be Lauren, Lauren who's Dubois. on staff and uh, leads worship for all of our youth ministry. Yeah. She leads all those efforts and teams. So I'm excited to hear you guys' podcast. It's yeah, been great. it's gonna be awesome. We'll be Good. talking about mental health that's gonna so, be good yes i can't wait it's gonna that. be powerful yeah we love you guys like share subscribe Do it. youtube and spotify Send you can it. rate this on spotify like give it five Ooh. stars if you want to Give it four, but don't give it anything lower don't than give four. It lower or than maybe four. just a five. Just send me a text. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you really want to get personal, you right. know, but, don't uh, rate, rate it, low. it, like it, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, share it. That helps us a ton. Right. Uh, we want this to be not just for our church and youth ministry, Absolutely. but for a lot of a lot of the next generation everywhere. So. Incredible. Cool. Love See you it. guys. See ya.